0: uh one thing to consider uh regarding shade is obviously lots of folks don't have a consistent amount of sunlight across an area somebody might have a couple of oak trees over on one side uh and then uh, virtually no uh no shade issues on another side of their front yard welcome to the houston grass podcast with houston grass owner michael romine tips to help you buy install and care for your grass in the Houston area. Hi, this is Michael with the Houston Grass Podcast. Uh, today is, uh, we're in about mid-March, and so things are starting to green up, and uh, people are really uh, wanting to get out in their yards, and the, the blue skies and warm temperatures are, are, are motivating that. Uh, and so we want to talk about some of the things uh, regarding specifically uh b- beginning of spring and the the fertilizer that goes along with with that time of year and uh, uh measuring to get ready to plant new grass and whatnot so uh let's let's tackle a couple of those of those topics here uh one of the questions that we uh that that's 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 big now what's on the forefront of everybody's mind i think is uh price increases uh there's a there's a lot of reason for all the price increases that uh a lot of industries are are, are experiencing right now uh i think the, one of the largest uh ones on on our industry right now is uh is is probably fertilizer prices uh fertilizer prices have approximately tripled almost from uh from about a year ago and so not only does that make the fertilizer that you buy from us uh, by the forty pound bag, the nitrophos fertilizer, uh, more expensive, it it has it has increased in price significantly from this time last year as well. So that price has gone up, but uh, our grass prices have gone up uh, quite a bit from last year as well because of that. That's a major input for uh, for growing grass. There's a lot of farms out there that just let the grass uh come back naturally after they after they cut it and uh they really don't push it with the fertilizer and, and try to make it as strong of a plant as it can be. Our our farm, on the other hand, fertilizes about every six weeks to uh to try to make that grass as green and healthy as it possibly can be. But uh if one of your inputs triples in price uh from one year to the next, obviously that's gonna have a have a, a dramatic effect on your, on your, uh, cost inputs. And, uh, it has. And so, uh, they have passed that along, uh, that the farm has passed that expense along to, uh, along to us that we in turn have to, have to pass down the road to the, to the consumer here. Uh, not to mention that the, uh, the, all the events going on in Ukraine and the, uh, the effects that that has had on, on, on diesel fuel. Uh, which is our major input at the farm. All those tractors are running off diesel, and the eighteen-wheelers that bring the grass to us uh, also are running off diesel. And those prices are, are today, anywhere from uh, about four seventy-five to five dollars a gallon. And so that uh, that has uh, has also affected our our uh, our pricing as well. So few factors kind of stacked against pricing these days. But uh, I just wanted to ex- explain some of that. So uh, we're, we're not just, uh, willy nilly coming up with these prices. We're like the rest of the world. That uh, the, the different, uh, inputs and, uh, commodity kind of things that go into our product are, have gone up. So uh, the price, of the product goes up. Uh, we also, uh, so, so that touches a little bit on, on the pricing and whatnot, but, uh, as, as far as, this is obviously the, the the best time of year. People ask, call us year round, and ask us, "Well, when's the best time of year to plant grass?" And we tell people, obviously, that we we sell grass year round, fifty two weeks out of the year. Uh, the if there if there was a better time, I would I would say the best time is probably spring, March, April, and May. My next pick, I always tell people, is going to be fall, uh, uh, and It's September, October, November, even December. Here, it's warm enough for a lot of the times. Uh, my, my last pick is always going to be dead middle of summer. That's a tough time to get, get grass to grow. Uh, it's possible. It just expect a, the, a, a rather large water bill to go along with it. So spring is definitely the the best time. So, uh, that, and it's also our, our, our biggest sales time of year because everybody wants to get their yard pretty for the year. and They're tired of looking at the Brown and whatnot from, from winter. Uh, so one of the things that you, you want to consider if you're considering a, a project is grass variety. And that grass variety is, is first and foremost dictated by the conditions that you're, that you're going to try to grow it in. And I'd say the biggest factor there is sunlight how much sunlight are you getting? Are you getting uh, four to five hours, uh, uh, at least four to five hours of direct sunlight? Uh, and by direct sunlight, I mean not filtered, little spot here, little spot there, shining through the leaves. I mean direct sunlight uh, covering covering a large area. Uh, if you get four to five hours of direct sunlight, then you've got some options like the fine-blooded zoysias, the Emerald cavalier, or, or say the Palmetto, St. Augustine. Uh, if you're getting a lot of, more than that, say the uh, six to seven hours of direct sunlight per day, that opens up a lot of things. You can do the regular Raleigh Saint Augustine, uh, which is our our biggest seller, uh, or you can do the Palisade Zoysia or uh, any of the gra- other grasses. You can you can also use, use the Palmetto or the fine bladed Zoysias in the in the sunnier areas as well. It doesn't make much sense to spend the extra money on palmetto. I I wouldn't do that. Uh, If you've got a, a, you're more along the lines of six to seven hours of of direct sunlight. But if you just like the look of the finer bladed zoysias, you could do that as well. Uh, So that's, uh, those are kind of minimums. However, (laughs) there's always a however. If you get less than four hours of direct sunlight, you either have to do something to change that. Whether it is thinning trees aggressively, or getting rid of trees, or uh, or, or whatever, if it's a structure problem, uh, say say it's it's between two houses, or it's really close to a tall fence, or something like that, you just cannot buy at least four hours of direct sunlight. Do not put grass there. <laughs> there there is no grass that that can grow, and, and and to my knowledge, in uh in less than in less light than that, maybe a winter rye that that there's the seed that you can sprinkle out there for the winter, but it dies uh by the time May comes around because the heat kills it. So it's not a year round thing. It's just a seed you can sprinkle out there. So there is no in, in this South Texas, Gulf Coast area here, there is no grass that can survive uh uh on less than on less than that four hours or something like you need to find a different alternative, whether it's a uh, weed mat and rocks or some other sort of shade loving ground cover uh or or even looking at artificial turf I, I you could you could check that out I guess if you were insistent on grass but uh no grass that we that we have and like I said I'm not there's none to my knowledge that can grow in less sunlight than that so sunlight is very important uh also uh another question that we get is uh, how is is measuring for the grass obviously if you're going to start a project uh, you want to assess the sunlight but you also need to know how much you need Uh, if you are looking for installation and uh, you're within a a, a fair distance from our office we have uh, contractors that we work with a couple of them that uh, all they do is install our grass and uh, they are fantastic at, at what they do and uh, if, if you're interested in, in them doing a turnkey thing for you uh, you can call us and give us your information and we uh, have them call you and schedule a time to come out and, and measure and tell you exactly what you need and uh, give their assessment of what it's going to take to get the get the ground prepped for, for grass uh, if you're kind of a do-it-yourself kind of person and uh, and, and you're wanting to take on the project yourself uh, basically, the you, you, first thing you got to do is get your get your square footage, and to get that, you you measure the length times width, uh, and uh, get that total square footage, and divide by 450. Uh, obviously, the, the way to be more exact about it is to have a long measuring tape or something like that. But I can tell you the way that we measure when we go out and look at yards is they they step it off. I uh, figure uh most folks an average an average good size step is about three feet and uh you can you can step off an area get that length times the width and uh that'll give you square footage and uh divide that by four fifty and it'll tell you how to uh how many pallets you need there's four hundred fifty square feet in the pallet uh and of course, if you have any questions about that once you have that square footage you can you can call us and we can walk you through uh uh the the down to the piece of grass if you don't need a full pallet or uh if you would like an opinion on what type of grass to get or something like that we're always happy to uh uh, to talk you through that and and give you our opinion a lot of times we ask you to send us pictures uh there are only a couple of us that work here so we don't go out and and look at yards or anything like that there's just uh there's just not enough uh, folks folks around to go do that but We'll ask people to send us pictures to our to our email or something like that, so we can take a look and uh, and and just give give our opinion as to as to what may need to be done or uh, the, the the shadiness though uh, that that's I, I can't uh, jump up and down about that enough. The, the shade is is really key if. Uh, if people are having problems with their grass, that is the first thing that we're going to ask you. Uh, if, if, if you're not, if you're not calling us because you need to, you moved in a new house and you need to replace, uh, you need to put new grass in the new backyard and you say, I'm having problems with grass. The first thing we're going to ask you is how much shade do you have? Because nine times out of 10, uh, the reason people lose grass is because they don't have, uh, they don't have enough sunlight in the area that the trees have gotten too big over time and they haven't trimmed adequately. And, uh, uh, that is that is a a big key and that sunlight one one good way to measure. I should have mentioned this earlier is a, a good way to to decide if you've got that four or five hours. Am I the four or five hours or am I not even that or am I more like six to seven hours? It, uh, an e- the easiest thing to do is if, uh, on a sunny day and you're a uh, Saturday, you're home or whatever. You go outside every every hour uh, or so and take a picture of the area that you're interested in. Uh, or the areas and then you scroll through those at the end of the day and watch that sunlight move across there and, and and you can it'll tell you real quick how many how many hours you get if you have a security camera covering the area also uh that makes it really easy to uh to watch that sun move across there as well so uh that is that is something to consider but uh we do not. We do. We can't make that call over the phone. Obviously, we always put that on the homeowner uh, or whoever is buying the grass from us uh, to to decide that. Because unless you actually do that, what what we're saying here, take that picture every hour or on the hour. You can't really make that make that call from showing up there one time a day or looking at one picture. Do, do I get enough sunlight? That doesn't tell the story. So uh, it is it is. Uh, is something that you've got to pay attention to for a little bit and to to make that call but do realize that sun is a critical part of 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 growing the grass and if you don't get uh you don't get enough sunlight lots of folks don't have a consistent amount of sunlight across an area somebody might have a couple of oak trees over on one side uh and then virtually no uh no shade issues on another side of their front yard or, or or wherever the area may be so uh, one of the things that, uh, palmetto, uh, we, we, we get questions. What well, can I use palmetto or well, some of the fine bladed zoysias? Can I use them in the, in the full sun areas? And the answer is absolutely, uh, it with palmetto, it gives you some flexibility. Uh, you don't have to necessarily replace the entire yard. If you're only having trouble palmetto looks almost identical to the regular Raleigh and people do mix them. You can mix them side by side, uh, uh, you, you may see a little bit of a difference uh, as they go in and out of dormancy year after year. Uh, one may go into dormancy a little faster than the other, but for the most part, uh, they're going to look very, very similar. So you could do palmetto across the entire yard to to get it really consistent and, uh, in color and everything immediately. Or you could put some, if you got a sunnier area, you could put the Raleigh-St. Augustine out there. If you're in the shadier areas, you could uh, – you could you could put the palmetto uh obviously with with the fine-blooded zoysias you they they look in texture they are so much different looking than all these other grasses so if you're going to do an area you kind of have to do you have to that's the that's the downfall you have to take the entire area you have to remove the entire area if it's a different type of grass say Bermuda grass or St Augustine and uh you've got to get all of that old material out of there and replace it all with the uh with the new type but if it's that fine bladed zoysia that you're trying to uh tackle a shade problem with so uh that's something to uh something to consider when you're when you're thinking about that uh another thing with the fine-blooded zoysias is we do not sell them by the piece ever so it's hard to if you have a have an issue mm-hmm. uh it's hard to get replacement pieces to fix something whereas the palmetto saint augustine and stuff like that you, you can we sell raleigh saint augustine every day, by the piece every day of the year and you can uh you can come patch with that and during certain times of the year especially the spring we even try to keep some palmetto in stock to uh to sell by the piece if if people are having issues with that. We we really only do it in our peak times of year uh, because we don't want the, we don't, the rest of the year, we don't sell it fast enough and the grass sits there on the pallet and goes bad. So uh, we really only do it when we're really busy in the springtime. So, uh, but we just don't do that with the, the pieces of, of zoysia, just because the demand is not there and uh, it would if somebody needed twenty pieces to fix their yard, the other 145 pieces would go bad before we got to sell them. Uh, more than likely, so uh, that is just something to something to keep in mind. But uh, that's just one more issue I thought of that uh, we should talk about as as, as shade goes. Uh, this time of uh, this time of year, it, it, uh, people start asking <laughs> about february if the grass is greening up yet when they call that's one of the first questions a lot of times where you can tell people get out of the car when they park and they immediately go over and look at the grass and they a lot of times uh honestly can't get over how brown the grass is uh that is a uh, the difference in grass growing in, uh, in in a neighborhood you you look at your yard and you uh in February and you say you I hey, I really need to go get some grass to replace that bare spot over there and you're looking at your yard and and you figure the grass that you're going to go get ought to be at least as green as what's what's in your yard but it's 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 where it's grown you don't realize uh how much protection grass in a neighborhood has because of the fences and because of the trees and the the just the amount of heat that the houses give off uh in the, in neighborhoods how much that that affects uh how much green is actually in the grass. The grass that we're growing out in these fields is just that, out in wide open fields with no protection from frost or wind or or any of those elements. So uh, it, it stays browner a little bit longer. And uh, I have seen here in the last, we're, we're mid-March right now, and I have seen a ton of color uh, showing up uh, just, just the grass around my house and my office is greened up quite a bit, but the pallets of grass that we're receiving from the farm every day, it gets a little bit greener. Now, uh, here we are on March 16th and on March, uh, probably over the weekend, uh, 12th or 13th or whatever it was, I guess, uh, they had another hard, hard frost on, on Saturday night. And that, uh, that browned everything off a little bit, especially the Bermuda grasses. The Bermuda grasses are particularly susceptible. They're, they're the first ones to brown off from a frost, but they're also the first ones to green up once it warms up. So uh, it's just uh, it's just uh, Mother Nature, and we have to uh, deal with whatever she gives us here. You will find places. I was at... Uh, Home Depot the other day, and noticed that they're they're starting to sell grass and they're they're absolutely painting the grass you can you can see it I was-- w- w- wondering how they got that green, but if you go over and look closely, you can see it and there there are places that do that uh we've given some consideration to doing it, but uh it would increase our costs quite a bit because it's expensive to do and uh we've just we we've, we've never done it before we just uh we we deal with what mother nature gives us usually by mid to late March, uh, we've greened up pretty good. Uh, I would say by, uh, early April we'll be 100% green. We'll have fertilized the entire farm by then, and it'll have been watered in several times, and the grass will start glowing green by, by then. Uh, so we're just, uh, like I said, we're, we're dealing with what Mother Nature gives us, and every day getting a little bit greener. So, uh, that, that's, uh, uh, just uh, something to keep in mind: the the earlier in the season you're getting grass, that's just just a, a fact here here in South Texas. Uh, anyways, if uh, just a few of the things that uh, come come to mind as far as getting getting going planting grass and uh in, in the in the springtime, again the best time of year to do it. Temperatures are moderate and uh that 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 helps immensely with the water and the grass is just really in high gear as far as growing and putting down those roots and uh so uh it is uh, definitely the time to get out there and and tackle those uh ugly brown spots or dead spots in the yard or 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 new installs and and all that It's, it's uh it's tis the season so thank you very much for listening Thank you for listening to the Houston Grass Podcast. We have more information on our website at HoustonTurfGrass.com.